welcome to the next episode of Chillin' with Dylan. I'm your host, Dylan, and I'm really excited uh, to welcome our guest who has been on here before. It's our very best friend, Adam. Welcome, Adam. Woo! <laughs> uh, thanks, Dylan. Thanks for having me back again. I'm very, very happy, stoked to be back as well. Um, very excited to have a chat today. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a very exciting topic we got planned today. But uh, before that, um, just uh, tell us how you're going, Adam. It's been a while. I haven't talked to you for a few weeks or something. Yeah. Yeah, it's been it's been going pretty good. Um, I've, uh, I guess. Over the past month and a bit, I've started a new job uh, oh. at, at a startup, which is coincidentally what we're going to be talking about today, right? Yeah, yeah. That's really funny, Adam. You know, it's funny because in the last few weeks, I also started a new job. Not at a startup, wow. though, but I guess you could say it's a corporate, a big company, corporate. That's so funny. Hmm. Funny that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so lots of uh, stuff going on in our lives. Um, yeah. So you're you're over in Sydney right now still, and is, is it all good? Are you are you guys um, in lockdown still? What's happening? Yeah, yeah. So no, we're we're out of lockdown. We came out uh, a couple weeks back, maybe two three weeks back. It's it's, it's hard to keep track of time, but. Um, <laughs> But we are ease, we have eased restrictions where you can go to restaurants, cafes, um, the barbershop, um, the gym as well. So all great things. Um, things are starting to open back up again. And from what I understand, Wellington is still pretty good, right, Dylan? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Like, we've had quite a lot of freedom for the last month or two. We had a brief lockdown. Uh, New Zealand's all over the place at the moment. Um, but yeah, yeah, um, I'm going to work um, for the office every day. Uh, I feel for the people who are uh, currently in various forms of lockdown. Shout out to our friends in Auckland. Uh, we feel for you, you know, kia kaha. Um, yeah, like you guys will get through and, you know, everywhere else. Is it like some of our friends in Melbourne, Darren, I think? Lockdown. Melbourne actually came out of lockdown um, last week, I believe. So, oh, good on them then. Yeah, yeah. good on them. And wherever well you are, wherever people are in the world, uh, lockdown or not, uh, welcome to the show, I guess. Um, <laughs> so today's topic, it's actually, um, it's career focused. It's about um, our work and career. Uh, it is about the battle between startups and corporates, these two worlds colliding. And we're going to go a little bit into our careers and how we chose our careers, I guess, in different fields at the moment. Um, so, yeah, uh, Adam, uh, what have you been up to uh, recently, I guess, in the uh, career or professional sense? career or professional sense um that's a good question i i guess for both of us we we can't say we've been out of uni for that long but we have been out of uni for a couple of years right since yeah. we would have graduated i would have graduated um back in 2016 was my last year at uni so 2017 onwards i've been working uh well five years now um time really flies and I, I guess I'll give a bit of a rundown of my of my CV and where I've worked at. So right out of uni, I was fortunate enough to land a job at um, 
at one of the big four banks in New Zealand, at the Bank of New Zealand. Um, awesome company. There's a lot of great people there. I still know a lot of peop- uh, great people there. So shout out to everyone at the BNZ. Um, that was sort of my first intro into the workspace. And it was good. It was definitely a corporate environment, that's for sure. Um, there's a lot of slow processes, which weren't great. Um, and a lot of hoops to jump through. But at the same time, it was really good in the sense that you could, um, all the all the processes are set out for you. You don't have to think about it. You can go there, do your job, and look for small incremental improvements. Whereas I find with my job now, so I'll, I'll talk about the transition. So after three years, um, I went, and decided to move to Australia, whether it's bold or stupid, you can decide for yourself. I moved without a job. Um, going from, <laughs> I guess, the most secure job that you can find in the world, which is at a bank, to having no job in Australia. Um, but I was fortunate enough to find a job at this place called House, um, working in sales, which is quite different to what I was doing before. So House is a startup um, that came out of the US um, and it basically helped a lot of businesses, uh, a lot of home renovating businesses advertise their products. So I was just selling software and selling marketing, basically. Um, after I did that for a couple of months, I moved on to another s- social enterprise startup called Bring Me Home, um, which I was really fortunate enough to work with an amazing team of people. And what we did was help cafes and restaurants um, clear out their excess food at the end of the day so they can put it on the platform um, and sell it at a cheaper price so it's a win-win for both the restaurants the food venues as well as the customers because they still get fresh and delicious food just for a slightly discounted price Um, yeah so I was there for a bit but obviously with COVID the situation wasn't as ideal um, for the hospitality space over here in Sydney and Melbourne um, so we unfortunately had to wind the business down, but I, I would like to say, uh, have a huge shout out to Jane, um, the CEO of the business, who was a great help throughout the process and, uh, uh someone that I look up to a lot. Um, and then I guess I've just started my new job here at Amber Electric, which is another social enterprise based out of Melbourne. Um, so I'm working remotely and what we do is that we, are helping transition Australians towards 100% renewable energy. Um, so along the sustainability front, and very passionate about the ideas as well. What about you, Dylan? Can you give us a bit of a rundown on your, your background? Yeah, yeah, sure thing. Um, yeah, so like Adam, uh, I also studied at the University of Auckland. Um, and yeah, the uh, five years there, uh, my background is uh, conjoint in commerce and engineering. Uh, not going to go into exactly what they are. Um, there's so much I could talk about um, there. But yeah, that basically gave me a broad range of skills. Uh, I could apply to, I guess, the whole range of different types of careers or industry. Um, and it was great because I didn't use any of it in the first year out of uni because I traveled the whole world and uh, went to lots of different countries and it did a bit of a gap year. Uh, and then, while, while we're on that topic, how did you find it? How did you find taking a gap year? Because that's not that, a very conventional thing to do. Most people just jump straight into the workforce. No, no. I actually didn't know anyone who like did a gap year sort of thing 
straight after uni. I know a few people who did it after high school and before they started studying or going to work, but I thought it'd be fun. Um, the year was 2019. Just picture a world where COVID-19 didn't exist. And I, was, I um, had a bit of money. So yeah, um, thought it would be a good chance to get that all out of the way, out of my system before starting work and getting into the grind. I wasn't sure where I would end up landing career-wise, uh, you know, what sort of place I'd end up working with. So I thought I'd do that all um, beforehand. And that brings me to yeah my career, which I guess uh, in terms of full-time work, um, I first started working um, over at the Ministry of Education um, for New Zealand. Um, I had to move to Wellington so that's why I live in Wellington now. And since then, after about a year and a half or so, I left that job and uh, started working at a different organization. Uh, it's a company named Becca. It's a large uh, engineering consultancy firm mainly, but also prof different types of professional services um, are provided by them to various clients. Um, so um, I work uh, in the digital consulting uh, space uh, in data analytics and things like that. Um, and that's sort of uh, the sort of work I've done in the um, previous two years or so. Um, analytical work, lots of numbers and graphs and uh, data. Yeah, that's uh, what I've done. And I've, so I guess my background is a bit of um, corporate, governmental, public sector, private sector. Uh, and I think the common thing is that I've mainly worked for large organizations um, with thousands of people, of, you know, can be around the world as well. Um, yeah, a few other things I did like as internships were other types of large uh, corporate, like big four accounting or professional services firms. So that's my main experience, um, but Yes, uh, in terms of startups, I don't think I've done much work, but I've worked a lot with that space in other areas of life and uh, with people who who are there. Um, so that's sort of my background. And uh, yeah, we could go on and on, but you'd probably be able to just stalk us on LinkedIn or something. Maybe drop that in the podcast notes. Just kidding. <laughs> a subtle, a subtle LinkedIn link, yeah, and then yeah. just connect. <laughs> See our profile. Choose rocket up as this podcast goes viral. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no, that's yeah, yeah. Well, thanks for sharing, Adam. Um, it's really good actually to just reflect back on the last few years and what we've done for work. Yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, don't often think about it. Like you know, in terms of that too often. Unless you're going through interviews and then in which case you you got to know every single job that you've done, your yes, pros that, and cons. That yeah. like random job you did for two weeks when you were in high school. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and no, you got to know what you did in the last five to 10 years. And then also exactly what you're doing in the next five to 10 years, your 10-year yeah. plan. They'll ask every detail, right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, I, I guess one when you're in an interview, one aspect that isn't covered as much is sort of the people and culture. Um, and they try to incorporate that into the interview process, try to understand you as a person. But it's, it's quite difficult to capture that with a couple of questions. So 
Yeah, I, I guess one thing maybe that we could talk about today is people and culture at the different organizations. What was it yeah. like working at a government job, Dylan? Oh, yeah, that's a very good question. Um, I guess in terms of people and culture, um, what I did like um, a lot about um, uh, working at a governmental organization, um, you probably relate, but a lot of people are very purposeful. Um, people are usually working for this um, organization which has a wider societal benefit you know it could be in education it could be improving the economy it could be justice or it could be like law it could be um i don't know something else that um sort of benefits society i think that's one of the best things so um people uh where i worked um, when I was over at the Ministry of Education, everyone was really passionate about education um, and just um, creating better schools, um, better systems across the entire country. And yeah, people just really generally um, cared a lot and wanted to work hard um, for the betterment of New Zealand. And and people are obviously, some people are more biased um, because they have kids in school and, you know, and almost everyone obviously has gone to school <laughs> so it's yeah it was it was cool um so that's pretty cool in terms of people um uh culture wise it is it was a large organization there's other smaller government organizations which would i'd imagine have different kind of cultures but with a larger one there's a lot of processes as you um as you've alluded to like whether it's a you know a uh, private sector company, a bank, or, uh, you know, a large uh, governmental organization. Processes are a big thing, which is good because when you start, like, there's not much um, uncertainty. You get, like, a uh, whole bunch of things laid out for you um, and all that stuff. So, yeah, there's good processes, but they're often sometimes um, uh, those processes can come back to bite you if um, you're in a organization like that that's quite large um, there's things that if you want to do new things it's harder to get through the hoops um, with many of those processes um, which is I found yeah a lot of people do enjoy following processes like that um, that's sort of like uh, you know another part of the people like in general more people uh, you know, like quite um, into those very important processes. Some of them are like sort of legally based in a, a government organization. Like you kind of have to do things um, according to the law, which is good. And other things are just more, this is the way we do things. And so, yeah, the, the people are nice, basically. They're real passionate. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a nice place to work and I enjoyed my time, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and how yeah, does that compare like, to Becca now? I guess do you oh, feel like it's different? Um, I think Becca, yeah, Becca's like quite a innovative company these days. Um, it's like about a hundred years old, and they start off as an engineering company with like you know building bridges, structural, whatever, civil, and all sorts of stuff. And now, uh, yeah, I'm in a part that's quite. Um, innovative and people are like always trying new ideas with new technologies uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff i'm just learning right now all these uh yeah very interesting things especially in the tech um, data software space um working a lot um with people there and so um 
yeah, people are nice as well. Um, you know, like if my boss listens or something, I'm not, if, if I didn't like it, then I wouldn't be saying it here. But I genuinely do like um, uh, every part of it um, for the few weeks I've been around. Um, but yeah, I don't have as much to say at this point. Um, but yeah, I do find that um, there's a lot of smart people where I work. Um, so I, you know, I'm able to learn a lot from them. Um, yeah, uh, and and I I think <laughs> for me, I I did engineering uh, as one of my degrees. So going into the area where almost almost everyone or a whole bunch of people have an engineering background, that's actually quite quite nice. You know, like you can all nerd out at certain things. Um, yeah, that's back, back feel, amongst your people. I'm coming home, and yeah, even though I'm not doing actual engineering work, I do feel like I'm in a place where I belong in some way. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's quite fun. Um, but yeah, that's, I guess, the thing for my specific company um, and every other type of corporate would have a different culture. Yeah, so how about you, uh, Adam? Um, you've worked at a large bank for many years. What was your experience like in that world? And yeah, like, yeah. how does it compare? Um, I guess... For me, I've been very fortunate to work for a number of organizations and it's always, the people have always been great. Um, and it's just the people that you work with, they're always very supportive. I don't think that changes very much between the size of the organization. So people at banks, they are they're a lot of fun, um, met a lot of really cool people, younger people who have just joined the bank and are like, great to hang out with, great to have chats with, bants and all that. But there's also a whole bunch of people that have been at the bank for 30, 40 plus years. And that's almost unheard of for people in our um, in our generation sort of uh, where you kind of find a new job every two, three years. So it's, it's refreshing to see that. And it's very, um, you learn a lot from people that are in that position. They've been around for a lot. Um, yeah, there's just so much respect for what they do. And they, they basically know everything. If you have any question, there's any questions yeah. at all, you'll probably be able to go to them and they'll be able to give you the right answer. Wow. There's always nothing that they don't do. not do. Um, so, so just a quick question. What was the biggest thing you learned from your time uh, in... At banking? Uh, that I don't want uh... to do banking in the long term. But <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, I think it's, <laughs> it's, it's about... Um, in terms of people, it's just about how to deal, deal with pressure, deal with, um, deal with things when you fuck up and how to ask for support. Uh, I guess this is more of a personal thing for me. I, I was always someone that would just try to figure out on my own, but with so much support and with so much experience at the fingertips, at your fingertips, um, just to ask out and reach out to, uh, it's it will be a waste if you didn't reach out to those people so yeah it was really good um and some of them were super super nice like 67 year old ladies that are just like your grandma like your work grandma so it's Aww. it's really nice it's really really nice um yeah uh and then i moved on to a us-based startup how's that one was quite different that's a sales environment so sales environments are quite a little bit more competitive and a little bit more target driven. And that's just more of the culture, but the people were great. Like you could 
easily grab a beer with any one of them and just chill out and have bants and like talk talk crap basically <laughs> after work. Yeah. Uh, maybe you have to bleep that out. I don't know, Dylan, how, <laughs> oh, how yeah, family yeah. friendly this is. Yeah. But how many twelve year olds are listening right now? <laughs> yeah. But um, um that was that was a great time as well. And Bring Me Home was a much smaller organization. So that was the smallest company that I've ever worked for. When I joined there was only five people. Um, as opposed to the bank, which has thousands, right? And that's that's yeah. crazy. Uh, so there's basically no processes. You just got to do stuff, and then you got to make processes as you go along. But the people are absolutely amazing. Everyone's driven. They'll pick up things wherever you uh, wherever you need. And I feel like right now I've sort of landed at that sweet spot at Amber, where we've got around 50 employees at the moment yeah. and growing very quickly. But the organization there is some processes for support. Um, there's people there to talk to. There's more than just four workmates. Um, like my <laughs> team is bigger than that right now, but it's, it, it's really, really nice um, to have that support. But at the same time, there's a lot of processes that you can develop on your own. And that's something that I'm very passionate about is just making things more efficient and looking at how to do things better. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's one of my experience. And people, but people and culture have always been great. And one thing that's really stood out to me at Amber Electric, um, and I really have to give shout outs to, is there's such a great supportive culture where everyone is there to help each other out. And one example that really stands out to me is during the company all hands, where everyone gets together on call. We have normally five to ten minutes dedicated to people just giving kudos and thanks to each other in the team which is really awesome um and it's not just managers thanking their team but it's also team members thanking each other team members thanking their managers thanking like the leadership team and that's just not something you see very often uh, at least in all the organizations that i've worked with it's quite rare to have that genuine appreciation for each other I guess it's cool in the um, startups uh, that space. Like, there's a lot of more unique aspects of uh, culture and things that certain teams do. Uh, yeah, I've heard just over the years from people. Um, some some things can some things that are other startups can get quite quirky or something. You know, like yeah. Um, but yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, there's so much you could go into that um, topic on. Um, but yeah, I guess following on from that, like the people you work with, um, they affect your um, career yeah. development and how you progress. You can learn a lot. Um, how, how do you think um, in that aspect, uh, personal development and career-wise, um, how does that differ between like in the startup space and uh, like a large corporate um Adam, since you've worked in both those areas, is there much difference? Um, from what I've observed, at least the mental model that I use to look at it is quite different between jobs at a corporate versus jobs at a startup. Um, I think jobs at a corporate, you really look at the role um, a lot more than you do look at the company. Yeah. Because what will change a lot more oftentimes people have a very set career path of Mm -hmm. where you want to go, where the next steps are, how many years it's going to take to move on to the next stage. Um, And all those roles are preset, right? You have a ladder that you can climb and whether you climb up the same ladder at the same organization or you jump 
between multiple different organizations, which, by the way, is the fastest way to get promotions and pay rises to anyone that's wanting to climb the corporate ladder. Uh, obviously, you have to stay at an organization long enough to appreciate the culture and um, to make sure that you're showing that you can stick, stick it out with a company. But that is generally the fastest way to climb the corporate ladder. And, and it's a fairly set out route. Um, but whereas at a startup, I think the key thing to look out for is the company. You need to look for something that is growing and expanding very quickly. Um, you need to look at how well the team is because there's not as many set processes in place. You have to really look out for the people. And that's very, very important. So when you're interviewing for a startup, my biggest tip is to also, I guess the same with every job, but you really have to look out for the culture and look out for the people. You have to be interviewing them and making sure they're as right a fit for you as you are for them. Because a lot of the times at startups, you, you may not change organizations all that often. People actually stay with startups a lot longer than most other places, especially if they're growing. But what you do changes your role. You, you need to be able to adapt and change your skills and abilities to fit whatever the company needs. And you need to pick up skills very, very quickly. So your company might not change, but your role will change a lot. Whereas at a, um, at a corporate organization, your role or at least your career path may not change a lot, but your companies may change quite a bit at least for younger people like us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. that's so true. Like, I think most startups are small enough that there's all these different things that um, people have to do just in order to make that uh, company survive. Um, whereas in a larger organization, uh, there's often some specialist dude or girl who's just like, you know, they'll take care of that. And no one has to worry about um, doing that because roles are more specialized and you've got teams that are on things like you know I think just the uh, interesting thing between the, the places I worked there's always some form of like legal team admin team HR um, health and safety like I mean those are classics you need those um, but yeah there's, there's finance there's there's always a Ben from accounts. I don't know if you've met, met any ben, Ben's in accounting or accounts, Adam, in your startups, but like, I'm not saying I have, but yeah. <laughs> there's, there's like, there's, there's a classic uh, type, I guess, like structure that most large, large organizations um, tend to have. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but yeah, like, I definitely agree that like, um, in a in a corporate uh you know like the company as a whole doesn't matter as much as your team and your manager or boss uh, you can have the same organization but be in a different part of it or even just in a team that's not your team that's like a different um, part of the same group or section or um, business unit and you could have a completely different experience um, that's what I've noticed. Like um, each team will have a different vibe or a different culture depending on who the leader or manager is. Uh, it could be different across uh, different business groups as well. Uh, all these aspects that will affect you a lot when you're working in a corporate, they all vary a lot within the same company. Um, so yeah, I guess that's the same thing. Watch out for the people. Like watch 
for that and look for that when you're interviewing for um, you know large organizations as well as uh, startups because um, that really has a big impact and I, I think I'm really lucky to have I've had people who have been in leadership positions above me like managers and bosses and you know managers managers and uh, those that I've had they're often very very uh, great people um, and I think when a leader is good it yeah, it translates a lot to the um, high functioning and performance of the teams in which um, people work in. And, you know, I've enjoyed uh, my time. There's different things that like uh, aspects of my team's cultures in the past that I've enjoyed. Um, but yeah, like I just, it's, it's so good. Like one thing someone said to me, you know, is that good bosses don't come by um, very often. Like when you find one, you got to stick with them. And that's what I think happens when uh, in any sort of uh, uh, company, uh, big or small, uh, people stay longer when um, they're in an environment with a leader that um, that works for them. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy how rare a good boss is. Some people are just like average managers at best, but yeah. to have like a good leader is so, so rare. Yeah. And on the topic of career progression, they'll help out a lot. For example, yeah. um, I, have, I have a lot of friends who are in corporate jobs and their manager may have moved to a different organization. And if they think really highly of you, um, they'll probably bring you along with them as well. And often with either a pay rise or a promotion um, to boot with that as well. But it's, it's great to stick with people that you, that you get along with and you know that you work well with and yeah. that help you. I think, yeah, like uh, those types of managers or bosses or leaders um, the one thing that sets them apart is that they genuinely care for you. Like, I guess your career um, progression, they'll look for opportunities that you're interested in that will benefit you, even if you don't know um, that yourself. Like, they may have the experience to know what might work for you and they'll always be trying to develop you um, and yeah, help you grow um, into a better person or worker. Um, whereas, yeah, like other managers may sort of see you as like a sort of like, you know, like as a product or like someone that you like, you know, give, give them money, feed them some money and they will output a bit of, you know, like uh, work and, you know, there's leaders and there's managers and often anyone who can succeed at both would be amazing. Um, but yeah, like some, there's different styles out there and yeah, yeah. for development, uh, I've been lucky and um, yeah, it goes all the way back again to people and, you know, culture and stuff like that. Very, Even very talking about uh, professional development and growth in our career. Yeah. It's, it's a very underrated topic. Um, I guess also another topic that isn't really talked about a lot or people are quite shy to talk about is money just in general, not, not just in like career as how much uh... you make, did you have to bring that up, Adam? Oh, <laughs> no, I don't want to tell don't the talk whole about it? world about how much I earn. Oh, not, no, not do that. We have, well, there's sites like Glassdoor and Payscale for that and all that, or you can ask your friends. We're not going to do that, right, Adam? No, no, we're not. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> now, I bet you people are now curious. They're like, oh, no. No. Um, yeah, but money is an important part of working because if you weren't working for money, you'd be 
enslaved, I guess. <laughs> or so, volunteering. Uh, yeah, that's just a, just a nice way to say yeah. slavery. No, just, just kidding. Uh, well, um, unpaid internships. <laughs> uh, that's like the biggest scam ever, eh? Yeah. Like, straight up. I think um, in like places like New Zealand and Australia, that doesn't really happen often. There's laws around that, but um, oh, I've heard... I've, def- I've definitely been in a couple really? of paid internships, yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> but oh. it's like, it's work experience, I guess, but uh, yep. you're definitely okay. not getting compensated for what you're doing. Um, Are you going to name um, the place? No, no, I, won't, no, I obviously no. won't name and shame. No, okay, okay. Um, no, we all know that. But I did learn a lot from them as well. So it's... No, you do learn, but um, I guess I think in um, like this part of the world, unpaid internships do happen, but aren't as common, but I know, like, in parts, like, the world, like, in Europe, US, oh, yeah. US it's it's the norm, it's the complete norm, and a, a paid internship is, like, whoa, that's, that's all, that's, like, where'd you have... Amazing. <laughs> you get money, yeah. you guys are <laughs> you getting money? Get it's like that meme. You guys are getting paid? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, but, um, I, I guess... Uh, there's also a bit of difference once you actually get into full full time paying job of the different compensation packages that you can have, right? Yeah, um, yeah. What, what sort of compensation packages have you seen for corporate still? Um, yeah, I uh, my last job, um, yeah, I was on a salary, and um, that was the main thing. And um, uh, there was a few benefits that you could get, um, like we had a um, eyewear allowance. Uh, that's really good you know like um for optometry and that's cool. glasses contact lenses yeah so yeah i was very lucky um utilized that um yeah i guess it's like in the, the long contracts a lot of things are things that you need for work like you know if you're looking at a computer like in most offices like it, it makes sense yeah some places will reimburse you for costs of things like that and um, I think other benefits, I don't know if it's a benefit, but like at my last place, if, if we need to work from home, we get sent, you know, all the IT equipment, like keyboards, monitors, uh, headsets that we need. Um, and I think that's kind of cool when you, uh, maybe not, like you just bring all your work gear to home. Um, but it's, it's, it's nice uh, working from home, actually, like um, many places nowadays will allow that. But in the past, before COVID probably wasn't, um, same. So that's. I think they say that working from home is one of the things that many large organizations will do nowadays. And yeah, people in different life stages will need that flexibility. Um, there's other things like I know that my current company they will offer um, health insurance sort of uh, bonuses or part of it your salary and um, yeah, like there's there's a few things like that. Um, on top of the salary. But yeah, I think um, compensation packages are important um, uh, in terms of like pay pay and like pay rises and progression there. Like obviously jumping up to different senior position will get you more. But in uh, the government sector in New Zealand, at least, uh, it's quite common to have like sort of uh, measured um, pay scales. So like on... For us, uh, in uh, the industry of education, the 1st of July each year, like it would increase by a certain percentage. Um, you don't, you know, it, it would just happen. It's part of like these negotiated um, Are collective you able agreements. Are you disclose what percentage it is? Uh, it, it's a little bit higher than inflation. <laughs> okay. It's, 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 yeah, it really depends on the organization, but it'd be mm. like, uh, for us, it'd be about 5%. But um, 
from what I've heard, there's a bit more inflation these days in New Zealand. So <laughs> stuff like that isn't it going to be too like, like too helpful if that keeps going. Um, but yeah, and um, I know in yeah in my company like and other companies there's you know annual performance reviews and your salary sort of like increases depending on things. There's bonuses. I haven't worked long enough to really get into that, but mm. um, yeah, there's there's a whole range. Um, what about you, Adam? How 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 does things work in the startup world? I don't I don't know as much. There's probably a bit more variance in vibe, uh, like different types of compensation packages. Um, obviously, the most common is sort of your salary plus benefits packages. But at a startup, typically your benefits will be a lot less um, than at a corporate. So you might not be able to get like your eyewear allowance or um, less on your health insurance. Um, I think that's quite a nice, quite a nice comfy benefit to have. Um, and that's not something that's super common in the startup world. Um, if you're in something like sales, you'll probably have a base salary plus commission on top, which is great. And that just depends on how well you can sell really. Um, and then uh, I guess the company that I'm working for right now, Amber is actually very, very conscious about this and they're quite, quite liberal with the support and um, benefits that they provide to staff. So the package that I'm on right now and some other startups may also offer is the salary plus also some share options. Um, yeah. And that, Typically how that works is if you're with a company for a while, there's normally a vesting period of like two years or so, uh, one or two years where you don't get any shares and then you'll gradually get a couple of shares um, as you go along. And the hope is that if you stick with the company long enough, by the time you leave or by the time the company goes public or they sell or whatever has a much higher valuation and that package is paid a lot more. Um there's also other side fringe benefits, like sometimes you get paid lunches, which is pretty awesome, um, as well as you, I have like a, a decent work from home budget as well to get work from home equipment so you can work more efficiently. Now that everyone is working in lock, well, everyone before was working in lockdown and you have to be working remotely anyway. So yeah, there's a couple of differences, but I guess one thing to highlight for a startup is yes, pay is important and you do need to be able to feed yourself. But if purely the dollar figure and your salary or your paycheck at the end of the day is what you care about, um, then probably the startup world is not necessarily the best for you because you will be pay you will be working a lot of long hours for um, maybe not that much pay. Um, and so you really have to be passionate about what you're doing, really believe in the mission of what you're trying to do, uh, or else it's just not worth it. You can you can find much cozier jobs for much higher pay. Like, for example, the bank is very, very good at that, actually. Um, bank yeah. is great work-life balance and really well paid. Um, but yeah, that's sort, of, that's sort of the situation. So... Yeah. Money is important, but not the most important thing when it comes to looking for a job in startups. Yeah, like I think it definitely makes sense. Like in the startup um, world, um, purpose and mission and vision and stuff like that is really important. I think, is it true that like maybe you've 
maybe have more interaction with the leaders, the founders, or the you know, like the, yeah, yeah, like you'd actually be interacting with them day to day. Whereas in a corporate space, that would be real. You'd be like, there'd be like some celebrity in the office. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, funny story. Uh, oh no, I don't have enough time. But like uh, one of the new starters in my um previous job, like he. He um started and like there was the leader of our business group, so it was like they're quite up there, like pretty much um I guess like sea level. He ended up in a lift with him for a while, and um he was like, he was like, oh, like you know, making small talk. So like, what do you do around here? And then the the yeah, I guess the leader dude was like, what? You don't know who I am? I'm your new boss. <laughs> I'm like, your new boss's boss. <laughs> yeah, yeah, boss's boss's boss. Literally that. Like, like I think the dude was quite shocked that that you know, like, like so a lot of the leaders do expect you to know them, and like it's like you have that separation between the bottom and the top. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and so like my uh, unfortunate poor uh, graduate starter felt a bit shook, and I was like, uh, oh, no. did I like no. stuff up my entire career? I, I uh, think what would have been funnier is if the guy was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm like the janitor. I just mopped the floors here. Yeah. <laughs> we'll rock up in a suit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like, yeah, I like the fact that um, in startups, uh, yeah, you, you're like, um, you're in tune with the mission and you, I like that you have that, you know, those share options. Um, you get to go for the whole ride along the journey of the company. Whereas, in larger organizations, everyone will have some basic, you know, vision statement or whatever. But like half the time, you ask anyone, um, just like your typical worker, and like, wait, was that? Oh, was that what it was? I can't remember. It was something like you know, like it's less ingrained into the psyche of mm. um, people who work. It's just like oh, they just have they just have to have that. And some people will get into it, but yeah, it's something I notice. I guess. Um, like purpose-wise, often people are just there, get the job, uh, you know, get the money and go home. And it is like often there's good work-life balance in certain corporates, not in others, but it really varies on the organization and the culture and expectations. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, uh, that, that was such an interesting conversation and chat. Um, that went much quicker than I expected. And I was like, did you think so? Yeah, well, um, I, I thought... But we're keeping towards a towards a schedule, and we're kind of on time, a little bit over, but yeah, yeah, um, it's good, but like it basically just shows how much there is to talk on this topic. Yeah, there's probably a lot uh, more that we haven't covered as well, but hopefully we gave you a bit of a taste between startups versus a corporate environment, um, and then also versus a government job as well, which yeah, is, which can yeah. be quite different. And um, I wonder if people think uh which whether we've like changed people's minds whether they think now now no startups are for them or corporates you know like how i think we'll know who wins the battle in this mm. um versus uh, uh lineup yeah uh, and if you have any further questions or uh, just about something that we talked about um make sure to leave a comment and we'll answer them yeah yeah and let us know um what you're interested in and all that we got lots of stuff up um yeah for you to interact with uh so thank you for listening everyone uh wherever you are in the world we hope you have a great day or evening 
or commute to work or back from work. Um, and if you're unemployed, like I was before, fun employed. Fun employed. Have fun in your fun employment, and maybe we've helped you decide where to go next. But yeah, all right. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, Adam, for joining us on the show. We I really appreciate. Um, thanks for having for me. Time. All right. Well, uh, thanks everyone. You've listened to another episode of Chillin with Dylan. Oh, we need, we really need to practice on that. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. <laughs> All right. See you, everyone. Thank you. Bye.